Before we start this episode, we have a quick message from our sponsors. If you're studying for the Foreign Service Officer Test like us, we have a great study tool for you. Besides listening to our podcast, we also use FSO Compass. On FSO Compass, you can find practice tests for every section, comprehensive courses that guide you through the entire application process, and you can even connect with other aspiring U.S. diplomats. The resources have really helped us prepare, and we hope they help you too. To access FSO Compass and get 10% off your annual subscription, be sure to use the link in our description box. Good luck! Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of How Did We Not Know That? My name's Jack. And I'm Nat. And today, Nat is going to be talking about a short but sweet topic. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, today I'm talking about the Panama Canal. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, yeah, Jack, do you know much about the Panama Canal? Um... No, the first thing that comes <laughs> to Panama. mind, yeah, I would guess it's in Panama. <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind is I think a lot of the workers got malaria and died, and I think that's about it. Yeah, yo, wait, that's actually that's like spoiler alert. Yeah. that's the juiciest part no. of today's topic. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, like I thought, uh, yeah, the Panama Canal is not that interesting. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um. It's really crazy, like, I, I don't know, like, maybe I'm just, like, so unfazed by, uh, by the, like, technological feat today, because, like, compared to, like, what we're doing today, it's like, oh, yeah, cool, you guys built a canal, but, like, when you take into consideration, like, how difficult it was, and, like, how uh, big of an achievement it was, it's, like, really incredible, um, also, like, if you're studying for foreign service officer test or if you're interested in American history, like, Panama Canal, this is super-duper important. It, like, changed our country. Um, so, okay. so everyone should know about it. So, um, okay, so our question for this episode, which country holds power over the Panama Canal today? Oh. It, Do you have a guess? Yeah, is it Panama? I think we gave it back to them, right? <laughs> I can't tell okay. you. You have to wait till the I'm end of the episode. Sure. But All right. <laughs> yeah. So if for our listeners lacking your guesses, um, if you're listening to us on Spotify, you can actually um, answer the question through the app. So, all right. So Panama Canal. So since the 1500s, uh, people had been wanting to find a way to connect the Atlantic and the Pacific Ocean. Because before, you had to, like, travel all the way, like, around South America. Like, I don't know. It took forever. And it was so difficult. Um, and so, obviously, that's bad for trade and getting stuff done and travel. <laughs> um, um, and so, people had, like, looked, been eyeing this isthmus, isthmus in Panama. Um, in isthmus, <laughs> the hardest word to say, if you're, if you're not familiar with that term, um, that's basically like a narrow strip of land that connects two larger land masses and separates two bodies of water. Oh, so like I did not know a that. little like land bridge kind of. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's very slim, separates two waters and is connected. Uh, yeah. Do you know how big it was actually at the time? Um, well, the 
actual Panama Canal is 50 miles. So I'm oh, guessing so the, the isthmus, isthmus is 50. also 50 Wow, miles. that's pretty big, Yeah, though. so it's 50 miles. Yeah, it's really big. And um, so they had eyed this spot because it's actually the like one of the narrowest parts. Um, and so that's why it'd be like the easiest to make a route out of it. But because like Panama has this mountainous jungle terrain, it's like seemed impossible uh, to build a canal or do any sort of construction because it's just jungles and mountains. And it's like, how are you going to build a canal there? Mm -hmm. Um, But that did not stop the French. They were actually the first to try uh, to build the canal. And so in the 1880s, the French came over, they tried to build this canal, but they completely failed um, because it was really, it was extremely difficult. They were, there was incessant rain, it was just constant rain, and then this would cause landslides, which would obviously, like, ruin all your progress and, like, prevent you from getting any work done. Oh, that'd be so frustrating. Um, Yeah, you're in the jungle, so there's, like, venomous animals, so that you're unfamiliar with, um, you don't know how to deal with. And then also yellow fever and malaria is rampant um, because these are indigenous diseases that the French were not immune to. They hadn't been exposed to yet. So they succumbed to the illness very quickly. And so the French lost $287 million and 22,000 people died. And like they hadn't made, like they were not successful with their... They didn't even make, did they make like a dent into the isthmus or no? Um, they may, I am like not a significant amount, I don't believe. Um, because then, so a little bit later, the U.S. saw an opportunity. So it had been a couple decades past. And then, yeah, the U.S. sees that, hey, like we are starting to become like a significant country and like (laughs) we're doing things like... (laughs) Let's try to head this project and finish what France started. So they want to buy the rights to build um, on this territory. So at the time, actually, um, in the early 1900s, uh, Panama was actually controlled by Colombia. So the territory, the Panama Canal was actually Colombian territory. And so... Uh, president Theodore Roosevelt, he was president at the time of these negotiations. He wanted to buy it from Colombia, um, and he was like wholeheartedly rejected. They were like, "No, we have no interest. Like, get out of here." Oh. Wow. Um, and so, actually, President Theodore Roosevelt uh, was quoted in response to this rejection. He said. You could no more make an agreement with them than you could nail current jelly to a wall. <laughs> so, like, which I think is like, what a great image, yeah. nailing jelly to a wall. So, like, obviously, it seemed pretty impossible. That's so funny. So, that's a good, isn't it, that's a, like, a, insults were really artistic back then, I think. Yeah, yeah honestly, 20th century insults. I love them. Bring them back. <laughs> um, so, actually... So, okay, so this this part is insane. Like, you would think, like, most, I don't know, most people would be like, okay, I guess either they give up or maybe they try, I don't know, some other negotiation tactics. But what the U.S. decides to do is they decide to support the 
Panamanian independence movement. Ah. So they provide like military support. So then Panamanians gain control over the government and they claim independence. Um, and so then this uh, new government is friendly with the U.S. So then they sign a treaty. Um, so I just think that this, what an interesting solution. That's usually how we approach a lot of yeah. our problems. Literally, like, this government is not agreeing with us. So let's, let's just support overthrow. A, a coup. Yeah. <laughs> so on November 18th, 1903, the hay bunau Treaty was signed with Panama. And this granted the U.S. exclusive and permanent possession of the Panama Canal Zone. Oh, so that means that real. that's just always going to be U.S. territory. Wow. Um, yeah, so which is really crazy. beneficial. Like, this is because yeah, yeah, if we succeed, then it's tons and tons of money just from the canal through trade. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, yeah. You're going to yeah, at the time like that's going to be it's world changing, you know? Like you can get more quickly. Like there's going to be a lot of ships coming through from all over the world. Yeah, that's such a good investment. Yeah. Good on yeah. the US. Good on Very us. Very strategic. Like, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. So, in ex- Also, yeah. a question. Yeah, wait, go. before you go on. So, when the French started, mm-hmm. what year was that when they tried to do it? That was the 1880s. And then now this so is 18. 1903. Oh. So, like, 20 years have passed. So do you, yeah, that's not so long. Yeah. But do you know what technology the French were using at the time? Did they have... Like steam engine um, drills. I'm really not. I'm not sure about the specifics of the technology they were using, but I will say that. Um, so they left a lot of construction equipment at the site, and the U.S. was like, "Hey, nice! Like we get equipment." <laughs> but I mean, it well, had been 20 years, so everything was already like falling apart. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Um, also, like, since 20 years had passed, like, probably any progress that had been made had been ruined, I would imagine, like, ruined by, you know, the, yeah, ter- the like, the environment, you know, like, yeah, if they're digging. Not ruined by the yeah, environment. Yeah, no, but, you but, yeah. know, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're, yeah, so, yeah, that's a good question, though. Um, but, yeah, I would imagine even just in the span of 20 years, we already have better technology than they did. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so in exchange for the purchase of – so in this treaty, basically, Panama receives $10 million, and then they also get an annuity of $250,000 beginning nine years later. So that means nine years later, they're going to get paid $250,000 every year. For us to keep uh, using it. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. That's pretty good. In the ni- early 1900s, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but, I mean, a lot of Panamanians see this as an infringement on their new sovereignty. They're like, yay, we're a new country. And then they're like, wait, what the heck? Like, the U.S. just came and bought our, probably the most valuable land. resource we have. and. <laughs> This but, is true, I mean, yeah, it is the most valuable. But it doesn't exist yet, you know, so it's like, the U.S. is going right. to build it, but, like, let's see how it goes, That's I guess. That's true, yeah. Like, yeah. Panama didn't like, have the It could funds. be great, but you don't, yeah, you don't have the infrastructure to build it out anyways, so Yeah, it wouldn't have brought you any revenue yeah. if you couldn't build it. Exactly. It's like that argument in the tech space 
where people, you know, they tried to, like, sue... I don't know, Mark Zuckerberg is a polarizing <laughs> character, but you know, like, they tried let's talk to about sue it. Let's do it. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg for Facebook, yeah. but it's like the people who had the idea for Facebook, if you can't build it, it doesn't matter. You have to build the product. Yeah. Yeah. It's like who, like, yeah, who is... You can't sue for like, that was my idea because you didn't build it. I mean, I, there's patents and stuff and we can argue this, <laughs> but yeah, I think... No, that's an interesting point. If you could build point. it, you couldn't build it. Right? Yeah. It's an interesting point. Um... Yeah, makes you connecting it to real or modern day issues. Yeah, um, no, that's a good point. So, uh, the U.S. they buy the rights to build, and then they head on over, and they're immediately met with like a lot of issues because. So, like I mentioned before, a lot of the French equipment needed to be repaired or replaced, and like that takes forever, um, because they have to like ship everything, you know. Um, they're also immediately hit with an outbreak of yellow fever and malaria, which impedes their workforce. And so as a solution, they decide to hire migrant workers from the West Indies to come over. Today, it's known as the Caribbean, but at the time, that's what it was referred to as. Um, and so a very important figure in this project was Chief Sanitary Officer, Dr. William Gorgas. And so he was the one... Uh, to have the idea that mosquitoes were carrying these deadly diseases that were indigenous to the area. So Dr. Gorgas went on a mission to eradicate all mosquitoes in the area. So he painstakingly fumigated every house and like cleansed all the pools of water. And he's like, we're getting rid of mosquitoes in the jungle, which sounds like an insane... Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... It was successful, and because of this, yellow wow. fever was completely wiped out by November 1905. Yeah, like, oh, amongst the workers. Yeah. Wow. And then, just, like, in this, in the Panama Canal area, like, <laughs> not like, in the world. That's really but, impressive. Yeah. It's a jungle. I know. Wow. Um, and then the ma- malaria numbers dropped dramatically over the next decade, so, like, it really, it really made a huge impact. Um, yeah, I think that's almost as impressive as the Panama Canal. Yeah, like, which, okay, I'm, uh, I'm not, I can't believe I'm going to plug this book for like the 10th time. If you haven't read it by now, my God, you need to. How to Hide an Empire <laughs> uh, by Daniel Immervar. Um, he has a chapter on the Panama Canal, and I think he covers the malaria and like mosquito mission in a lot more detail. So if you're interested in that. Please check out his book. Uh, okay, so uh, this is a, just a little interesting tidbit that I came across. So uh, in 1906, President Theodore Roosevelt was like so excited to see the, accomplish- the greatest accomplishment of his presidency. Like the Panama Canal was like his um, uh, proudest, like his brainchild. I don't know. Is that the right word? Um, so he goes to visit. He, yeah, maybe not brainchild, but like, you know, his, <laughs> no, it's um, okay. I shouldn't his, have reacted like, you're like that. No, it's fine. try again. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> No, um, he wants to visit Panama and like see the canal in person. And so he is actually becomes the first president to travel overseas. Um, so this wow, was the, yeah, isn't that cool? 
And he like, yeah, he goes to Panama and it's like rain, it's like monsoon season, rainy season. And he's like working the machinery. It's very, very Teddy Roosevelt, right? It's like Teddy Roosevelt. That's his brand. Right? Literally. He would go to Panama. Yeah, he would. I'm sure he like. (laughs) During the Panama Canal. Yeah, literally. He's digging and he, I'm sure he wanted to go during like the most extreme. he's probably doing the work. Yeah. Yeah, he chose monsoon season. Yeah, he's like, let's go. Let's go. go." Literally. Doesn't take malaria pills. He's just No. Well, I don't even think they had malaria pills at the time. Then oh, yeah. he for sure That's why they were all... <laughs> That's kind of the problem. That's a very Teddy Roosevelt thing. He's like, let's go. I don't mind a little malaria. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, excited. Okay. Okay, anyway. Um, so, okay, so now I'm going to attempt to explain how the Panama Canal works. This engineering... I'm not an engineer... This is not okay. my forte at all, and I am not going to lie, I got really bored reading this <laughs> Um So basically, there's a huge mountain range, um, so then, like, you're, so, and there's a tiny little river, so your solution is to either cut the mountain or raise the water level. So the easier way is to raise the sea level. But how do wow, you do that? I would not have thought that. Right? Raising the sea level is easier yes. than cutting the mountain. Because this is how they did it. And it's actually insane. It's so impressive. Um, I highly suggest, like, listeners to, like, do a quick Panama Canal YouTube search. I watched a great Ted, Ted Ed video, five minutes long. And it shows you, like, seeing it, like, um, the graphics and see, visually perceiving it, like, really help. Get excited. Uh, listen up. <laughs> then, okay. So the canal, it's a series of five locks. So basically, it's these um, five giant gates. Um, and so what happens is uh, like the little, the first gate will be lowered and then you bring your ship in and the gate goes up again. And so while this is happening, the second gate lowers and so the water level in the second gate decreases while the water level in the first gate increases until they're the same height. And then so it like lifts you up slowly, right? And then the ship goes, passes the second gate and then it hits the third one. And the same thing happens where like the gate behind you closes and the second one, the one in front of you lowers. And so the water level that should be higher is now like going into your gate and it's lifting you up so like you pass through each gate and then the water level rises and then it does the reverse on the way down so you go up and then down through these series of gates that like manipulates the water level okay but why no 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 it's good but why do you need to because like you can't i mean because the river the existing river is too shallow. Like, it ne- you need to raise the sea level to get these ships oh. through. And, like, you can't just, like, add water. <laughs> like, it'll still disperse, you know? So you need right. to find a way oh. to, like, lift these boats up and then bring them back down. Oh. So it literally, like, so what they did so is they insane. they want to use the river, but the river wasn't to, yeah, like, deep enough. Yeah, because so they need they these big ships. Add... Oh, so okay, they okay. literally raised the sea level above these mountains. <laughs> So it's cra- yeah, it's crazy. They raised above. it above twenty six meters. How though? The river's going in the mountain, right? 
Like the it's like a tiny little river and then they need to just add like a a huge amount of water. And so it just like so they have to build a dam as well. Like so you have like these a dam like trapping all this water and then you have all these locks. Oh wow. So oh, it's okay. not like going above the mountain. Sorry, I should clarify. But it's like it's not going above the yeah, mountain. Yeah, because I but was like, like, how do you go above a mountain? <laughs> sorry, maybe I yeah. So yeah, I did not explain that clearly. Um, so the water, the sea level is not rising completely above the mountains. However, like it needs to rise significantly. No, that makes sense because well, like they'd have to cut not cut the mountain, but like dig deeper, right? You have to like make the cut into the earth. Yeah, or you just raise the water. Yeah, okay. and like digging and cutting, like that's really hard with like all the landslides and rain. So they're just like, okay, yeah. we'll just raise the sea level. And it's underwater. Yeah. yeah. Um. So this is crazy that they're doing this in like the 19 like early 1900s, you know? Um the start of the 20th century. Like that's insane. Yeah, and so they also needed a huge water supply for this obviously, so they built the Gatun Dam and this was like the biggest of the time. So that was another huge accomplishment um and so finally after 10 years of construction, the Panama Canal is open in 1914. And it was completed wow. at a cost of more than $350 million. And it was the most expensive American construction project at that point in time. So wow. really 10 years, if you think about like um, how much work they were doing, like how difficult that is and how 50 miles, like I thought it yeah. would have taken a lot longer um, with all the uh, like barriers you face. And all the yeah. obstacles. You know yeah. Hmm. This reminds me a lot of my job. Not really? like I'm not building the Panama Canal, <laughs> but the thing is, like the fact <laughs> I definitely don't do that. But you know, like sometimes we get we get problems, mm. and I feel like my first intuitive solution is like cut the mountain. Yeah. But the better solution mm. that like maybe a senior engineer would say is like no raise the the sea level with locks, which is obviously much easier yeah. than cutting, probably much more cost efficient and is gonna be done a lot faster. But you wouldn't maybe that's not the first yeah, intuitive it's not like yeah, it's not solution. your first thought. You need to think of a creative, innovative solution right. that's and you have to a good understanding of how buoyancy works <laughs> and how water works and like oh if we want to raise the levels we need a dam you know you have to consider all these factors so it's a really it's an elegant solution to right problem right yeah no it's really it's really impressive and so obviously so this that's like a good segue like that's a good way to think about it because this is really America's declaration, uh, their coming of age into the world. They're like, look at us. We are, you should take us seriously. You know, um, we're an important influence in the world. And like, it's, it symbolizes U.S. technical, technological prowess and economic power. Like, first of all, it's like a huge engineering feat, but then also it's like, now we own the Panama Canal and like, everyone's going to be um, wanting to use yeah, yeah using this and so it's like a, an incredibly uh important event in u.s history um yeah and um yeah. was it a team of engineers or is there one person that's credited for the lock design or both like anything the dam the lock the, 
the whole solution? Good question, Jack. Um, so, <laughs> um, the, so the first chief engineer was John Findlay Wallace. Um, and he, after a year, he resigned in frustration because it's a very difficult project. And so yeah. his replacement, John Stevens, lasted only 20 months. But he was the one who oversaw the lock system, the engineering of the lock system. And also, at this time, there used to be a Panama Railroad in, like, the same area. So they had to restructure that as well because they're like, we don't need a railroad um, that's not um, efficient enough. Um, yeah. So then the third and final chief engineer, Colonel George Washington Gothels, he, is, he became the chief engineer in 1907. And then he was the one who, like, saw it to completion in 1914. Mm-hmm. Okay, so about a team, it's probably... It's like, a like so all three of these men like obviously had to deal with complex bureaucracy bureaucracy like they're getting a, they're facing a lot of pressure from all these American politicians but then they're also dealing with the threat of like yellow fever and malaria and then they also have to plan oh. this like like this impossible construction and like they have to um successfully complete the world's largest lock canal to date so yeah, now that you break it down, yeah, that's I. That's a lot of um, challenges to face. I have a lot of respect for that now right? that we talk about it. Because it is hard. Like, government bureaucracy is already... They're spending like, so heavens. much money, like... Yeah. They're not going to... They're really going to want... A lot of yeah. pressure. They're... And it's too because politicians... Okay, no, I'm not going to, like, throw... <laughs> politicians? No, but, like, really... <laughs> People who are not engineers, yeah, like they really don't understand yeah. the complexities People and the challenges experts. of engineering problems. Yeah. yeah, but they, when you're working with that much money and pressure, you know, people expect you to do the impossible. So, yeah, I can't imagine how hard that would have been. Yeah, I feel like that's um a pretty common issue where it's like you have politicians and also just like government employees who need to see immediate results but like maybe they're not experts on the topic obviously and they don't have uh you know expert knowledge on the topic and so like you talked about yeah. in the space race you know like the same issue where it's like um like politicians like wanted to just like compete with the soviet union but it's like they don't understand maybe the complexity of like what they're asking and like you know Exactly. And in addition to them having to deal with malaria, like the threat of disease. It's crazy. Yeah. So I don't know how they did it. And only in 10 years. Like, I don't know. Um, So overall, 3.4 million cubic meters of concrete went into building the locks and nearly 240 million cubic yards of rock and dirt were excavated during the construction phase. Um, So it's just like I don't know, to give you insight on, like, how big of a construction yeah. project this is. Um, Where did they put the rocks? They used it to build the dam, I think. Oh, that's the, great. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty efficient. Yeah. So, <laughs> resourceful. Um, so, of course, many people died building the Panama Canal. It was extremely dangerous working conditions, like, one of the most extreme um, of the 56,000 workers employed between 1904 and 1913, roughly 5,600 were reportedly killed. Um, so the numbers could be higher um, because I think these were only uh, deaths that were reported at hospitals. Um, 
most and it's important to note that most of the the employers who uh, were killed were black Caribbean migrants. Yeah, so that's also really important to think about, like when we talk about who built the Panama Canal. It's like it's not just Americans, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we used a lot of migrant labor. Um, yeah, yeah, and. So, yes, the Panama Canal is open, and it proved to be a vital component to expanding global trade routes in the 20th century. So it's a success. People, yeah, it expands trade, makes everything more faster, more efficient. Um, Okay, so now to wrap things up and to answer our question. So who controls the Panama Canal? Which country? So actually, yeah, Jack, you are right. The U.S. transfers yeah. power to Panama in 1999. So, Yay. yeah. Um, the U.S. voluntarily gave up ownership, ending 85 years of control. And I was, like, really surprised. I was like, wait, why? But then you think about it, and it makes sense. So, at first, the canal was, like, very important for American strategic and economic interests. Um, we... We had like 65,000 troops stationed at the canal to protect it. And the U.S. intervened in many conflicts in the region in order to protect the canal from hostile powers. So we were like very, you know, that was, uh, we were very protective of it. But then it kind of became like not really valuable to us anymore, to American interests, because the canal was too small for oil tankers and aircraft carriers. And then we just also progress with other technologies and we didn't need the Panama Canal as much um so then we were like okay here you go (laughs) you can have it um and so today nearly 14,000 ships travel across the canal annually and it takes under 12 hours to cross wow yeah so today actually it's actually Panama's chief source of revenue and it's also like um it has a People feel a lot of national pride for it. It's Panama Canal. Yeah. That's great. So they, Panama's making a lot of money from the canal, which is great. Um, And so before we landed on the moon, or before we developed the atomic bomb, it was, the Panama Canal was our most significant engineering achievement in American history. And so, yeah, it's it's good to look back and remember that, because I really didn't understand the gravity of the situation and how impressive it was and how difficult uh of an engineering feat it was but yeah so hopefully you guys learned something too yeah this was (laughs) great now when you said panama canal at the beginning of this episode (laughs) my heart literally dropped i (laughs) I'm sorry. I just got. I was like, like, oh god! I I thought it was gonna be really boring. Maybe it's just because we get along so well that it's always a good time when we chat. It was more fun than super boring. Yeah, Uh, I'm not gonna lie. It was not. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I loved it, and I think that I can. I really appreciate um, that we broke down the amount of effort and engineering that it took because that is probably the most significant part. Is just like the pure mathematical challenge mathematical the pure engineering yeah, challenge and like problem solving time. technological feats right. like that's so cool to learn about um and appreciate like 
Yeah, yeah, really respect that. And also, too, I really like that you brought up specifically who built the Panama Canal because we don't want to forget that there's real people working on this. And it's one thing to come up with a lock system, but to actually implement that yeah. is a lot of effort. And a lot of people did die during that. And so it's because of that sacrifice um, from the migrant workers that we had the Panama Canal. Yeah, who like weren't getting paid uh, nearly enough and like had to live in a extremely difficult living like you're in the jungle working in the jungle like that's horrifying um right yeah um so yeah so that's yeah that's I'm glad that you <laughs> that you enjoyed it I, it was more fun <laughs> than I had it expected was good. too so There's a lot of good laughs actually in this episode <laughs> um this is gonna be our last episode of 2021 um so i just want to say i know jack and i both want to say like thank you all for sticking with us throughout the whole year um i can't believe it's already the end of the year uh we had a lot of good times together um and thank you for your constant support yeah it's starting to sound like we're about to be like oh the podcast is ending it's not ending we just wanted to say happy (laughs) holidays to everyone (laughs) yeah happy holidays um stay safe enjoy your time with your loved ones um have a great new year we'll see you next year and yeah keep your eye out we'll be back at the start of the new year after the holiday season with more episodes and also some exciting new projects that we've been yes. working on and that we're so excited to we finally share finally with you all so yeah. yeah so please uh stay tuned because we have 2022 exciting <laughs> exciting things um so yes uh happy holidays uh wish you all good health yes <laughs> the new year. good tidings <laughs> all right bye. good tidings bye <laughs> This has been an episode of How Did We Not Know That? If you liked it, don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also follow us on all social media at HDWNKT and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, check out our website at HDWNKT.com to find all of our show notes and study guides for each episode. You can help us improve the quality of the podcast by becoming a history hero through our Patreon. Thank you for listening and see you guys next week.